1: blog talk radio this is robert fisher your host i hope everybody is doing great this evening it's a beautiful evening in new york city very pleasant not too hot and i have the great pleasure of welcoming a very special guest uh, david orban david uh, has been ceo of dotsub.com dot com for about the last year uh, and this is a company that is dedicated to uh having videos uh, being available in just about every language. And it's a very interesting um, uh, concept, and David will tell us more about it when he phones in, which should be any minute. Uh, David has had uh, a very um, uh, illustrious career in the high-tech area. Uh, He's an analyst of global high-tech landscape, and I think that might be him right now. Let me bring him on the air. David, is that you?
0: Hi, Robert. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. How are you this evening?
0: I'm very well, thanks.
1: Excellent. I was just uh, giving our audience a brief introduction as to uh, some of the companies you've been involved with, but you're better able to tell us about that than I am, that's for sure. So uh, I'm glad you could uh, call in and join us and... um, very pleased to have you as a guest. Um, if we could, uh, before we get into what Dotsub.com is all about, can we briefly talk about some of the other companies you've been involved with?
0: Yeah, sure. I um, have been uh, always in uh, IT, high technology companies in Europe and in the U.S. Uh, for the past uh, 20 years and, and, and beyond. Um For me, it is uh, very important, and I think we will have the opportunity to talk about it um, during uh, our half an hour together uh, to observe and try to understand uh, how things change and what uh, the technologies impact on individual lives and on society overall. So, this is what I have been trying to act upon uh, as I Invent and and implement ideas and uh, and uh, startup initiatives.
1: Well, going back uh, 20 years uh, to when you first got involved with the high tech field, it must have been a completely different landscape than it is today.
0: Yes, uh, and and it is you know funny because a lot of people are. Uh, impatient, and they observe today's world, and they say, "Well, uh, is there really that much of a change going on? Uh, is today better than yesterday at all?" And from my point of view, and I hope from the point of view of uh, a lot of other people, the answer is a uh, definitive yes. Uh, these can be little things or or, or big things, but uh, there has been, as you said, a lot of change. Uh, just to give you an example, uh, when uh, uh, we needed to communicate in the world uh, 20 years ago, uh, maybe just a little bit more, just an international phone call uh, could be uh, an adventure that needed to plan for. Uh, Absolutely. Booking a line, making sure that uh, there was a line available, having the operator call you back. Uh, making sure that the other party was available, and so on and so forth, uh, or uh, trying to set up a computer communication uh, and, and and these are you know these could sound as as just small uh, nuisances, small uh, details of of a, of a technological life, but from uh, the cumulative effect of eliminating so many Uh, little problems uh, we find today ourselves in a situation where communication is really frictionless it is what enables you and I to converse uh, so conveniently you are in New York, I'm in Milan in Italy right now Uh, I will be hopping on a plane uh, in a couple of days uh, uh, going to California and the ease of communication and movement and travel that we have today is creating a tremendous amount of opportunities.
1: I totally agree with that, but I have a a question for you before we get into some specifics. What's your take on the increasing distractibility of people in their attempts to keep up with the ever-flowing amount of information that people seem expected to keep up with?
0: I have a somewhat contrarian view of uh, what is seen uh, by many as an affliction. Uh, attention deficit disorder, uh, in my opinion, is an evolutionary adaptation in the behavior of individuals as they realize that they are better off exploring alternatives as a breadth-first uh, strategy rather than uh, going deeper into specialization and isolation in a depth first strategy Uh, 300 years ago if you were a scientist uh, a mathematician uh, uh, an inventor you could afford uh, and and it was also unavoidable to work in isolation uh, for years uh, exchanging with great difficulty letters uh, that took months to arrive to your peers and uh, just plotting ahead until you either arrived to a breakthrough or you didn't. Uh, today, it is very, very difficult to imagine that as a successful strategy, whether for scientific research, invention, shit so much so that uh, the uh, solitary endeavor is more kind of a mythological reality today than than not something that actually happens. So, uh, to get back to answering your question, uh, I am not uh, at all afraid of uh, people getting easily distracted. I think it is the right thing to do.
1: Why is it the right thing to do?
0: Because uh, innovation and added value in all facets of life comes from so many different directions that we can discover additional creativity, additional opportunity by being alert and by exploring rather than sticking to what we already know. So the the effect of this is that of appearing as if we were easily distracted. But it is a strategy by most people unconsciously adopted of understanding that uh, there are just so many opportunities to uh, live better personal and professional lives.
1: You know, I I agree with you for those who are aware enough and intelligent enough to use technology in the best possible form. Uh, I don't think it applies to everybody, but I think that for those that can do it, life has never been better.
0: Uh, yeah, and and so the question is, um, how can you del- tell the difference between those who are smart enough and who are you to tell somebody that they are not smart enough so they should stop up? I I think that everybody is smart enough. It is up to the people who create technology to make sure that it's not a barrier but a unifying among people of, of, of all interests and all kinds. Right. And, and and today technology is getting better and better in, in being easier so that it doesn't require years of study before it becomes useful, but uh, anybody can pick up the latest tablet or the latest smartphone just very intuitively start to explore the opportunities that it gives.
1: I I can definitely appreciate where you're coming from. And, I, and for the most part, I embrace the sentiment that underlies what you're saying. Uh, you know, it's just that um, walking around in a city like New York, uh, there are so many people who aren't even seeing what they're walking into. They're so busy checking their phone every moment. For whatever they think they're going to get, for whatever opportunity may be emerging from the technology, but I think there's the danger that you could lose out in terms of appreciating what's around you, and it, it, to the you know to full effect. I, that's what I was trying to sort of get at.
0: Um, yes, uh, being able to turn off the phone uh, is important, and. Uh, uh, dedicating uh, an exclusive time to whatever you are doing, whether you are uh, strolling in a park or engaging in a conversation with someone, uh, it it has to be whether it is for ten minutes or an hour, something that you both appreciate and you afford, and and once uh, uh, that it is so. You can't probably say that you are in a well-balanced situation. If you realize that you cannot do that, then probably you have to re your
1: relationship
0: with the technological tools. Yeah.
1: I, I guess it's a question of adjustment, and in any period of rapid change, there's going to be a lot of challenges for people to not just keep up, but to be able to really take the best of what's available and sort of say, you know what, I don't really need this other thing, but I'm going to choose to use this because it really enhances my life, it makes my life easier, simpler, and it creates opportunities for me.
0: Yes, and and, and also I think uh, what is clear is that people are making these uh, continuous evaluations, And, and luckily the metaphor that we often do, uh, that you have to jump on board because the train is leaving the station is a, is a false metaphor. Uh, it, is, it is not a single moment that uh, an entire group or an entire society has to decide uh, whether a given technological tool has to be universally adopted. It can and probably should go in stages and wait and Larger and larger groups of people will come on board. And the early adopters are also those who are uh, experimenting and debugging the system for everybody else. They are having fun with it, but they are also um, uh, tripping up uh, more often and and having a hard time because uh, the tools are not uh, uh, that smooth and, and uh, well-rounded yet. Uh, I think so. What is very important, that is going to be a big challenge for society overall, to respect uh, the uh, unavoidably uh, that segment of of those who will forever stop from adopting even technology, uh, and and respect their need of of not being force into using it if they don't want to. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I never really thought of that, and of course, that is something that needs to be considered without question. Um, David, it's it's so interesting to hear your thoughts on the philosophical underpinnings of all this change that we're experiencing. Let's get down to some specifics as to, you know, what you've been involved with. I think our audience would be very interested in that. Um, I think you had some involvement in WideTag in, wide in that company. Uh,
0: it, um, you know, a, a lot of what I do uh, is uh, uh, not series of activities, but they have a uh, uh, they have a uh, an evolving line of thought and action. And mm-hmm. I, I have for the past few years of in in what in is the Internet of Things, the next generation network of networks that uh, that comprise of not Europe Billion components like we uh, have today uh, on our personal computers and mobile phones and and rest of communication devices, but it will be made of uh, tens and thousands billions of nodes, uh, which unavoidably have to be very very different than they are today. Uh, whether they are going to be sensor networks, communication nodes. Uh, they will have to be autonomous. They have to be able to communicate among themselves, right? And if they just they Yeah. So that's for the past And like, got started a little a year ago. final uh has been complemented by doctors spoke to uh uh federal the remaining barriers. Right. So uh I think uh, the not today as, as being very important. Uh as that said just at the beginning of the conversation, they can take advantage of it, they want their lives to be has to be the benefits to others. And this process uh, is greatly aided by technology. That is why it is a self-reinforcing uh, mechanism. Uh, oh. By you, by then right. by the process will propagate, sure. embrace you know,
1: today i see um tell us about how you got involved with uh with uh, dot sub dot com
0: video My video is uh' emotional bandwidth uh, if i talk and. Uh, You understand the passion and the emotion that is behind my words, uh, whether it is a personal communication, uh, a lecture, or or a event. By the way, 90% of consumer internet bandwidth is going to be stored by video. Uh, by twenty fifteen. So I am uh, advised of uh, the NASA Teams Research Campus and uh, sponsored by uh, uh, Singularity University uh
1: Breaking up a little, David. Hello? Can you hear? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm having a little trouble um hearing you at this point. Um that
0: that line will get brief and call back.
1: Okay. Do you want to call back?
0: Okay. Okay, I can do that.
1: Sorry for the technical difficulties to all our listeners. David was calling in from Italy, and apparently there was something wrong with the line. I believe he's going to try and call in again. Um, Fascinating guy, fascinating interview. Let me bring him back on the line. Hi, David. Hello. Oh, that's much better.
0: Okay. And, and, you know, uh, our tolerance to the imperfection of technology like our communication today is i think a little price to pay for its uh, uh, ubiquitous and easy availability and uh, i totally agree uh, with we, you on that we can we can go with that so i was telling you about singularity university which by the way is uh, uh, that is why i'm flying to california it's having mm-hmm. its opening ceremony for the 2012 graduate studies program over 3,000 applicants uh, uh, have uh, uh, applied to be part of the course which is a summer course of nine weeks Uh, 80 of them have been selected from 36 countries uh, to study uh, what it means to live in exponential times uh, in in, uh, a time of change that is accelerating and impacting everybody's life so uh, i knew that uh, singularity university would have beautiful video footage of important lectures of of great and interesting messages to to get out and uh, it was very easy i just said this is the internet there must be a solution and i googled uh, what I understood that, uh, as, as Google provided me with the answer, was .sub. Uh, and uh, so I got in touch with Dotsub and after uh, another couple of years, I joined as, as CEO. Uh, .sub enables uh, videos uh, to be language-enabled. Traditionally, videos are difficult for search engines to uh, index. And for people to find um, the relatively poor metadata of the titles and the descriptions uh, is not enough to uh, give um, a talk, a speech, um, any video communication justice. So uh, with .dot sub, um, we enable videos to be fully indexed by the search engines through every word that is said during the video. So. If you uh, input a query into Google, uh, very easily, uh, even if it is at minute one or two or five or ten that I say uh, whatever you are interested in during the video, it can become the answer to your query. And this can be not only in the source language, in the original language, let's assume in English, but in any language. And uh, if you are not a native speaker of uh, French or Spanish or Chinese, with dot .subs technology that renders the translated transcription as subtitles on the videos, you can not only find, but you can also understand the communication. And this is very important, not only because it puts people in touch, uh, but because more and more Uh, of what is being uh, communicated over the Internet is not in English. We have to uh, realize that uh, whether it is Hindi or Chinese or Arabic, uh, more and more content um, could be cut off from uh, us finding it if it were not for for platforms like DocSub
1: that's a very interesting point and and well taken considering you know the the trends in population growth in the world today.
0: Uh that's right already uh, the the Chinese internet population is larger than that of the US. Uh the Indian internet population is also increasing very rapidly. Uh Africa is going to be the next uh explosive growth uh, area. And, of course, what is fascinating is that um, in Europe or in the U.S., uh, people started uh, getting online through personal computers, but for most of the people in these countries that I just mentioned, the first experience is through the mobile phone. And uh, it is uh, up to the current Uh, leaders of the internet uh, uh, world uh, the startups that uh, have become the incumbents uh, uh, to keep up and and make sure that they will stay valuable uh, in this new era uh, where billions of people are going to be experiencing internet services through their phones rather than in front of their PCs
1: well, that's quite a big difference from what we had earlier, obviously, and I think it's uh, it's so interesting that um, that you know this is something that you're focusing on because uh, obviously the the growth in population in these areas is phenomenal, and it would be a shame if the content created in these parts of the world were not available to English-speaking people or to Western Europe. It would be a real shame.
0: Uh, and and the opportunity is is both ways. Uh, uh, it has been very clear for the past twenty thirty years that the world is interconnected, and this uh, interconnectivity uh, and interconnectedness is uh, uh, not only uh, in the high political spheres or that of global commerce of uh, uh, gas or grain or whatever important commodities, of course, are uh, bought and, and sold uh, worldwide. It is also the opportunity for people to connect uh, as, as individuals. Uh, whether the revolutions uh, uh, in the Arab Spring uh, on Tari Square, uh, whether it is uh, the challenges of the economical crisis uh, in the Eurozone, uh, these impact uh, everybody. And uh, if we give the tools for people to uh, exchange, analyze ideas, eh, they will be empowered by that. And the outcome cannot be but but positive Uh, because people are smart and they will understand, they will draw their own conclusions. And uh, eh, I think at least that uh, we will be much better off uh, by having well-informed, people making uh, good decisions uh, than passive tools, coach potatoes, just uh, participating in in the consumer society through their uh, buying decision. So rather than the uh, age of uh, the consumer, uh, the age of, of active knowledge, and uh, online global participation is, is what we are living now. And I, well, I it think the great opportunities.
1: Well, it sounds like you really envision the use of all this information and technology as a political tool and to empower people in their individual lives. Um, and rather than as a rather than how it's often used as a commercial tool to sell things, to merchandise things. Um, And I think that's kind of an interesting point that you're making, whether or not that will be the bulk of the usage that people, you know, actually use this technology for is another question. Um, I think it will be interesting to see how it evolves. There's no doubt that technology has been used to empower people personally and to help Help in various political uprisings around the world, like in the Arab Spring, and I'm I'm so um displeased to tell you that we're in the last forty or fifty seconds of the show. It just flew by, Um and I could talk for hours about this. This is a fascinating topic for me. So perhaps we could have you on the show again at another time, David.
0: I will be very glad uh, to to come back. Uh, I invite uh, all your uh, listeners and followers to to check out the Sub, of course. It is free and easy to open an account and to see, to see and, and experience its power. So um, I will be very glad to, to answer any questions that might arise and to come back.
1: Uh, that's very gracious of you, and thank you again for doing the show. I know. I know it's six hours later in Europe. Uh, David Robon, CEO of Dotsub.com, thank you so much. Good evening. from we- And thank you from Monergy Life. David, a pleasure to have you on the show. Good night.
0: Bye bye. With Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere.